Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a magic number of beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading The House with the Clock on Its Walls by John Belairs. And starting with this beer, uh, I brought this one. It's called Oatmeal Raisin Cookie Brown Ale by the Cigar City Brewing Company, which is in Florida, I believe. And why did you bring this? Because the main character is a tubby child who eats a lot of cookies. Like, there are like seven distinct scenes where they eat cookies. They're usually chocolate chip, but this is close. This is good. It's pretty tasty. I do also like oatmeal raisin cookies. I know I'm a monster, but I do. <laughs> the saddest cookies. You know what? It's this cereal and raisins. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I really like this. This is good. It, it, it does taste like oatmeal raisin cookie. I'll give them that. Yeah, it actually kind of does. And it's I guess also they make a, a lot of beer with oatmeal or oats. Yeah, and, so, it, and it's hard and to make a brown ale interesting. That's true. This is a more interesting brown ale. Picked this up the other yesterday, thinking this will be good for this. Because I can mm. eat cookies like a motherfucker. Kid loves cookies. His name Lawrence. His name? Lewis. 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 Fuck. Yeah. I read this like three months ago, so I'm going to know very little about I it. I read it last week, and I don't remember his name either. I read the second half last night and this morning. Well, you'll be fresh. So this is a young adult novel that has recently been made into a film. Is it a very young adult novel? I mean, I guess what? it's from... Uh, it, it came it out in the early qu- 70s. Seen, oh, I guess maybe it's yeah, dated. So before but young adult young. was a specific genre, I mean, it's for kids. I want to say... 12. Fifth graders. Yeah. Does that sound yeah. reasonable? Yeah. On I, I, grade I, level, fifth graders. This you're not going to find too many of those these days. Yeah. Yeah. Current 900-year-old people. <laughs> yeah. And it came out in like 72 or something like that. So it's it's on grade level with like, are you there, God's me, Margaret? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can say Though that. Though it's yeah. not quite as serious and themed. It's way more, so. it's way more serious. Because it's the end of the fucking world. Kind of, I yeah. guess. So uh, Louis Barnavelt? Yeah, Barnavelt. Barnavelt. Like um, so he is a, he's a kid. He's newly orphaned. Yep. His parents just kind Ooh, of. Fresh went, orphans. <laughs> his parents just died in what, a car accident. Anyway, that's not an important part of the book. It is the how they died isn't important. It's more like that he has to go live with, with his weird, crazy uncle in Michigan. Like Zebedee or something? Like that. New Zebedee. Yeah. Michigan. Uh, and he gets there off the bus, and he's all scared, and he's, his uncle comes to meet him, and his uncle is kind of fat and weird, obviously played by Jack Black. Yeah. I'm just I saying. That's like, some brilli- he's born that's brilliant casting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they pick him up, and then they bring him. Oh, and by the way, here's my very weird house. My, like, mansion yeah. that I live in. Huge, like, Victoria, three-story Victorian mansion with, like, weird stuff going on. And but when they walk in, there's an old lady listening to the wall. And I says, oh, that's just my neighbor. That's what we do here in Michigan. The fuck, what was her name? Don't drink the water. Old lady. <laughs> Zimmerman? Yeah. Ms. Zimmerman, yeah. So, Lewis, he doesn't know anybody in town, and he goes to make a friend. We'll talk about that later. So, he's, like, just getting to know the house a little bit, and at first, in, in the middle of the night, his uncle, which his name is Jonathan, by the way, his uncle Jonathan is just walking around, knocking on the walls, or just, like, listening, putting his ear up to the wall, and being like, I hear something, and he's, and at first he tries to pretend, well, you know, I'm just turning the clocks off. Are there a the house is, the clocks? house is covered in clocks, and he, he leaves all the clocks on so he can not hear the magic clock because it drives him crazy. Right, you don't know that. You just think, you know, weird yeah. old guy, lots yeah. of clocks. But then later on, you find out that there's a magic clock and you're like, wow, this really sucks clock. That's <laughs> 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 the house with the clock in its balls. Sounds <laughs> very painful. It's like titty fucking your balls. I'm trying to imagine the logistics of this. <laughs> it has to be a very How warm... How do you get the beans above the front? It has to be a very warm day <laughs> for them to just really stretch out and then you know, use that. You, like, fuck yourself in your own ass. No, you titty fuck your balls. It's, it's 
Very simple. Very straightforward. Think about it. I feel like that'd be very painful. It's, you know what? It's not that. So it's not a podcast for kids, by the way, even though it's a kid's <laughs> book. If we just want to make that clear. There is a parental advisory label on our show. There's an explicit label, yeah. It also says drunk guys in the title. So yeah, if you think that that's a kid's show. You're a shitty parent. You say. <laughs> and you've probably also titty fucked your own balls. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You've at least thought about it. So you understand it much faster <laughs> well, not than until now. <laughs> yeah, that has honestly never occurred. You to might me. have paused this right now to try it, and now you're rejoining us. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Feel free to rewind thirty seconds. We're all different now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Uncle Jonathan, he's into magic, but literal magic, yeah, not, like, well, not no, card. At first, it oh, seems first, like yeah. oh, he just likes card tricks, and you know, he does magic at the county fair, and you know, stupid. It's because he's, 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 like he's not a good wizard. He's a pretty yeah. middling wizard. He's still better than Harry Potter, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And the kid's like, all right, whatever. he actually does a spell, and yeah. it works. Just keep those cookies coming. <laughs> <laughs> but Mrs. Zimmerman is an awesome wizard, or witch, I guess. She's damn good at the magics. She has the, she has a doctorate in magical. She went to the wizard college. Phoenix it's, University. It's a, it's a, it's a D-mag-A is what she calls her... <laughs> it's what she calls her degree. I forget what the A is. Divinity for. School? I have no idea what, what her degree Arts? Div- yeah. div- Doctor of Magical Arts? Some, yeah. yeah. You know what? That's probably it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Come Why on. not? Is that at Vassar? It's, it's some, some place there you can get Smith. Sarah Smith Lawrence. Lawrence Sarah Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Hampshire. That's the one. The one in Mass. It's the like one that's actually in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, it's called Hampshire, Hampshire. But they have like a blacksmithing major. Really? Yeah. It's a weird like design your own curriculum school. There's a um, college in like Liverpool where you can get a master's degree in the Beatles. Don't you kind of have a master's degree in the Beatles? I have a master's degree in history. I just so happen to write about the Beatles. Right. <laughs> Jesus. It's just, it just says history on the paper, so fuck you guys. Did you like handwrite Beatles above it? I am uh, the Beatles history? No. Please. That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote 90 pages about the Beatles. <laughs> That's a lot. So he lives with the uncle and he tries to blend in at school and make friends, but he's not really successful. Because his because family is... he's a little weird. Wait, no, what's that? And his that family is a, yeah. a little crazy. And he's a little crazy. His family is more than a little crazy. I think we have something for that. Good segue, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played that one off real well. I think we might have done this before, actually. I recognize we the We did a different Revolution beer. We've done a few of theirs. Okay. We might have done this. Well, I think we did this for Fight Club. Oh, maybe. That might be the case. Perhaps. Anyway, Revolution Brewing, a little crazy, a Belgian-style pale ale. Brewed in Chicago, and it is eight. Was that a six or an eight? I can't tell. It's a twelve. It's a six point eight percent alcohol. I like the guy in the can. He looks like a home brewing Karl Marx. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think of this one? Um, it's nice. It's fine. It's your I don't. Really I could. I, I get the Belgian vibe. Get that it. spicy kind yeah, of flavor, like something floral, spice, peppery kind of thing. Yeah, clove or something. Yeah, not my cup of tea, frankly, but it's nice. It's because it's beer, Michael. It's not overwhelming. <laughs> I don't like it every beer. It is your cup of beer, though. It is my cup of beer. That's fair. You're literally holding it in a cup. Well, I can drink it with my hands like a savage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Could be in a bottle. True. Or can't. But there are, I mean, there are beers that I will drink nothing if that's the only beer that's there. Like if I and I go Bud to Light. A, like if I went to a wedding or something, or probably like, hey, we have Bud Light and Heineken Light. Like, mm, I'll take soda. I feel that. Yeah. I'll have nothing versus that. Or Pabst, I won't drink that. I would have that. I know you would because you live in a hipster neighborhood. I once went to a dry wedding. That must have been... You know what? If I went to a wedding and How much was dry, drug was there? 
Oh, shit. <laughs> I, did, I didn't stay for that part. <laughs> I don't know how you people do things upstate. <laughs> it was in Texas, actually. Oh, well, then it was very dry. I, if I went to a wedding Dusty. and found out it was a dry wedding, I would take back my gift and give them half of whatever it was. <laughs> like, you fuckers. And then, I'd, no, you get, you get half of what I was going to give you now. That's fair. I think that's fair. They would probably tell you about that cash bar wedding. That's when I'd fuck you guys. I've never been to, I've only been to like three or four weddings though. So I've been to some cash bar weddings and like, I hate you. You are the worst. Yeah. You suck the biggest. No, Nate? You, you don't I care? I have been to some cash bar weddings, uh, you know, for like cousins and stuff like that. So, and maybe your brother? No. What? I was gonna, and maybe your brother? I don't know if this was a was, cash bar. No, no, no. That wasn't a cash bar wedding. But for that one, we literally went to the grocery store and just bought it ourselves. We like that's fine. Catered yeah, our that's own. Fine. We like uh, whatever. Catered I don't care where. Wedding. It's like making sausage. I don't care where it came from. Just you know. Pretty much went to the liquor store and was like two of the biggest things of uh, tequila, and then oh, grocery store. Oh, and so just you're, like you're trying to murder everyone. Well, it was like a Mexican wedding in Texas. So oh, this is a different wedding in Texas. Is, by yeah, the way, this was this definitely a not a dry wedding. wedding. Texan weddings. This is a very <laughs> wet wedding. Yeah. Ooh, is that a Billy Idol song? Right. Nice day for a dry wet wedding. All right, so we're getting way off track. Uh, but just be forewarned, if you have a wedding where it's a cash bar, you suck. So Everyone that you know will talk shit about you for the rest of your life. Oh, they will. That's a guarantee. Guarantee. You Skimp on the centerpieces. No one cares about that. Get, nope. the, get the full bar. Absolutely. Like, oh, look at these lovely flowers. Yeah. And that can be really expensive. It's really, it doesn't make any sense. I spent, as the one person who was, who was married and, and had a wedding and had to deal with this nonsense, it's stupidly expensive for that crap. Just put a pitcher in the middle of each table. Just put nothing. Just oh, put a basket a of bread. Pitch, a pitcher of a pitcher of booze. Anything. A spittoon. And, and <laughs> spittoon. no one will have to fight over it at the end. That's true. That always creates problems. That's what I've heard that creates problems. Made my wedding really pleasant at the end when <laughs> mom fought with my wife over the when Nate couldn't meet your parents. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That was right. the reason. He didn't miss much. <laughs> so uh, going back to this book, he can't make friends because everyone's a little crazy in his life. Well, he can't make friends because, I mean, it's maybe it's belittling, but he's he's a loser. He's a loser child. He's also fat. He is. Ouch. And that was not okay back in the 70s. And like everyone, all the boys were just playing sports all the time, and he couldn't even fucking play t-ball or some shit. <laughs> yeah. It was, he was, he was the odd duckling. The fat duckling. <laughs> <laughs> Because he stayed in and read books. Uh, it, it maybe, maybe, fucking nerd. Yeah, it, it maybe makes it seem like we're shitting on him being fat, but they mention him being fat, I think, every other page. Yeah, and the kid himself it's, is like, I can't help it. Yeah, it's constant. It's constant just like, and he was so fat, and he <laughs> went around the street, and he was jiggling. You know? And he always <laughs> had a wedgie. <laughs> it just never... He always had nine hot dogs in his hands. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really harped on. But yeah, it's... It's like a cautionary it's tale. <laughs> it's like, if you're fat, no one will ever be your friend. <laughs> I think we have a beer for that. Oh, do we? Yes. We do, In yes. addition to his cookie-eating ways. Nate, uh, how does this relate exactly? So this beer, I can't, I'm not exactly sure what it's called. because that thing I think it's called OVB. OVB. But isn't that also like the logo Over for a company BMI. that, makes, that yeah. actually makes cream sauce? I really don't know. So many. All right, so this is uh, this it beer. It seems Hold to just on. be called OVB. That's kind of what it seems like, but isn't that the logo for the company that makes I mean, that, creamsicles? That's why they call it that, probably. I mean, the yeah, question is, are you down with OVB? So, I mean, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, this is an IPA with orange zest, milk, sugar, and vanilla. So, I'm really hoping this tastes like creamsicle, 
and it is. I'm ready to be. I think that's a six point three percent alcohol. I'm ready to be real happy or real sad. I think I find them calling it milk sugar weirdly clinical versus calling it lactose. Milk sugar just sounds good. Milk sugar sounds like an indie band. I like this a lot. It's quite nice. It's this is a great one for a hot day because you can pretend it's ice cream. Because <laughs> if you need to drink your ice cream, you know, if you just leave it out, then you drink it. <laughs> this is this is after it melted and it was carbonated and made with beer. <laughs> it's like if if you left a creamsicle to melt in this and it was very you know not as thick. So it's definitely sweet. It's yes. like sweet for sure. It still yet has a little bit of the bitterness because it's an IPA, the hoppy flavor at the same time. I wanted it to be a little bit more orange. I feel like if they didn't... Even if it was they, fake orange. If they didn't IPA it, maybe it would be better. Yeah. Like if they did like shit basic ale or lager and then put the orange stuff as opposed to like having to IPA it. There's no reason for this to be an IPA. I really like this though. I mean, it's, it's damn good. I feel like it tastes like... 55% of it, slightly more than half, is just straight orange creamsicle. Yeah, I would that, say so. That flavor is distinctly so. there. It's, maybe it's definitely there. And then the rest is kind of beer. I don't know if it's too bitter. I mean, I think you have to balance it out a little bit with something. You don't want something too sweet. Otherwise, you can't have more than one, really. I do. I mean, you don't need to have more than one. What do you do for the rest of the hour? How strong is it? Six and change, 6.3, okay. you said? Not terrible. You know, five years ago, ten years ago, most years were like... 5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We're talking about things that are like 6 and change. I'm like, that's normal. I mean, it's not that big a difference. Well, like, it's a 20% six, increase. 6 and 10 is, like, if it was 10, well, like, oh, yeah. that's big. But. Well, it, actually, I mean, considering, what is it, the Bud Lights and things like that, they're like 4% alcohol. Yeah. So this is 3.5 to 4. 50% more alcohol by volume. I guess. Yeah. Math. Oh, fuck. Mm. This is basically a serving and a half of alcohol for every beer you drink rather than one. In some countries, they label the cans like that. I think we talked about this for something where it's like, this is 1.3 units of beer. Oh, Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. It's one beer. It's one can, one beer. I don't know what kind of voodoo math you're doing. That's a beer. What? And do we see why you picked it? Is it it's just because he's a fat kid? It's because fat people like orange creamsicles. That's our word? <laughs> <laughs> creamsicle? I'm sorry. What would you pre- be... What would you prefer we are, to call we it? We are people of size. Is that from... Uh, Is that really a thing? I didn't make that up? Yeah. Probably didn't. No, you didn't make that up. That's I'm a sure real thing. Um, what the fuck? Uh, Triumph, the insult dog. Oh, sorry. He was, he was going around during the elections. Or the guy, not the dog. And <laughs> no. they did a whole series of stuff about, you know... Is it Chris Christie? Remember these Chris Christie jokes? They did a Chris Christie one that was amazing, where they were stationed outside of a school, and they had, like, the crowds held back far enough that they couldn't really see well enough. And they brought out a, a guy in a student's desk and they said he'd been trapped in the student desk <laughs> and they brought in a fire department to like buzz saw him out I was like Chris Christie is stuck inside the desk we have to get him out <laughs> but they did they did one they did one with like a bunch of like super super like progressive students from like some like ultra hippie school and it's like let's describe people how would you describe people and it was like you can't say fat person or a black person and you can't you can't say it's an, or a gay person and uh so he brings in, like, the fattest, blackest, gayest man he's ever found <laughs> into, in, into the room. He's found and he's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to have some of these cookies. What y'all doing in here? And then he leaves. <laughs> and there's like, how would you describe that man? And they were just like, he was uh, uh, a, a person of size, uh, a per- person of color. Was he, what did you say? Was he gay? Or he's like, I, I couldn't say. Like, really? <laughs> so funny thing about this story 
you said it was the most liberal university ever. That was filmed at the University of New Hampshire. Oh, you saw it? Alma mater. Yeah, I've yeah, seen the segment. Yeah. That was actually filmed in my hometown. Yeah. Uh, would you say that is a conservative bastion of academia? My hometown? Definitely not. Yeah. So The rest of the state can definitely be, parts yes. of it can definitely be very they conservative. Just, they just but hate paying taxes, though. Yeah, it's a different yeah. kind of conservative. There, they, and I don't know. I don't know how strongly they feel about defining marriage up there. Is that a big thing there, or is it more like it I don't want to pay sales tax? State. It was the first state that legalized, where the legislature voted just to legalize not, gay not marriage. Not by court. It wasn't by court. It was like legislature voted. The governor signed it. Boom, gay marriage is legal. It was the first state to and do that. And both gay guys were real happy. <laughs> no, <laughs> two gay men in New Hampshire. I do know more than two gay men in New Hampshire. I don't know if it's more than three, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'll think of something better. Glandularly challenged. <laughs> ah. Sorry. Uh, gravitationally enhanced. That's like the guy in Dune, right? Yeah. Is what is weight? Fat suspenders. Fat suspenders. My anti gravity belt. <laughs> anyway, this kid's fat. He's yeah, fat. It, it, I felt bad for him because like it's, you know, and he has no friends. All except his uncle feeds him meets, his cookies. He meets one friend. Is the Tad? Co- no, Tad. Tad or no, Tad is Tig. No. It's Tarby. Tarby. And that kid's cool somehow with that he's, fucking game. He's like the cool kid, but he broke his arm so he can't play sports so no one will love him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the 70s in America. <laughs> You're well, so it's the West 70s Tarby? view of the 40s in America. Isn't it 1948? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the it's... 70s view of the 40s in America. So they definitely won't love him because he can't play sports. Yeah. And so he just spends the summer... He has to hang out with the fat kid because he has a broken arm. It's like a prison sentence. <laughs> yeah. you have four months of fat kid duty. Like they just, no one else around will like even invite him out and talk to him. Like, He's got a broken arm. He's still the same kid. He can still probably kick every other kid's ass. Well, I guess it was important in 1948. Nobody gave a flying dick about soccer. <laughs> and you yeah. can play that with a broken arm. Yeah, that was a commie sport. As opposed to today where it's just a stupid one. It's just <laughs> baseball and football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I think they play. I think hockey's bigger. Was the Detroit? Uh, that was Red one of the. That was one of the first original six teams, I believe. I just learned about this somewhere else. I don't know why. I, I believe you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's near Canada. So and one team for every tooth in the players' mouths. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anything where you can't use your hands is silly. That's not how America does it. You know, butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> where you? Mm. Yes. Interesting. So he spends the summer with Tarby, the dumbest name in the world. Like, if I was a choice between a friend who was a fat kid or a kid named Tarby, I pick the fat kid every time. What's funny is the fat kid probably likes would pick Arby's most of the time. <laughs> I mean, that's why they became friends. That's why he's fat? Is your dad you're going, Mr. Arby? You're going Tarby's? <laughs> like, my name's Tarby. Did you say Arby's? Oh my god! Having a big Montana. <laughs> So, but anyway, in order to try and keep this kid's friendship, he says, well, my uncle can do magic. And he's going to... Make, he's going to make the moon right? disappear. He's going he's to make an eclipse happen. Yeah. He's going to make the moon vanish. Right? Yeah. The moon will go away for a little while. And then it'll come back, because that's how eclipses work. And this child, Tarby, has the information of a fucking Columbus Native American in 1497. And he's like, the moon will never disappear. <laughs> And he's like, let's go check the calendar. He's like, I can do this trick, oh, on next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence that I'll be able to do this trick at a certain time. I have to prepare for the week in two days, but I'll get it done. <laughs> he's like, that's amazing. And then, of course, it happens. And Uncle Jonathan is pissed off, right? He's like, I don't want to do that trick. Doesn't he like, not want to do it? 
don't he's know. annoyed. He's like, don't volunteer me, son. I have he to doesn't like, want to be whored out for a shitty match. Pile skills. up coins on my tables and wind these clocks up. I feel like that's like in their house. Like everything's like. Piles I'm not going to do magic for a child named Tarby. <laughs> what do you think? I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> But then, of course, he does. And Tarby's like, holy shit, fat kids are cool. And then he wants more magic. Yeah, well, then Tarby, no, like, no, because his he's arm getting is getting better. better. His arm is getting better. So he's like, oh my God, if I want Tarby to keep being my friend, I'm going to have to, I'm going to need to keep impressing him. This is like, oh, a, this is like a textbook abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's doing whatever he can to like cake ta- make sure this kid never leaves him. He'll do anything, <laughs> including debase himself and let him hit him around and make fun of him just as long as he never leaves him. And in this case, it's summon the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> in it's order like, to keep him if, I, if I summon <laughs> the end of me. days, this kid will still hang out with me and play baseball. That's, kind of, that's a really selfish move, kid. Yeah, kind of. Well, because so anyway. his original offer was like, hey, if we stand in this alleyway and we both close our eyes... I'll, your penis will feel very good in my we'll mouth. Just like space dock each other. <laughs> I'll space dock. Why don't you explain for the good people at home? <laughs> space <Please> dock. <laughs> Sorry. We also kind of left out like the clicking, uh, the ticking in the walls is, is the kid notices it now per, throughout this whole period. He's like, that shit's fucking weird. And the uncle and the uh, crazy old lady they're are constantly it. discussing it. Like, we got to figure out where that shit is coming from and stop it. While they're playing cards every single day. It is interrupting our bridge sessions. <laughs> And our cookie baking matches. And then at some point they go into the. So they decide the on past. Halloween, I'm going to do a trick. Or he doesn't yes. ask Jonathan, he doesn't ask his uncle. He's like, I'm going to do this trick, but we have to go to the graveyard. But so. Did, is this before or after they like go into the historical paintings and he watches the Battle of, Battle of Waterloo? Uh, I think that's that was, like random shit he does with the <laughs> uncle, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's go be entertained, son. I'm not diddling you. Look at that painting. And then they look yeah, at the Yeah, they, they, they see the watch the battle. Yeah. And, and something else. Some other thing. Yeah. Some other historical event. No, no, it's, it's the Waterloo, but he says, I would like Napoleon to win this time. And it's like they redo history. And it's like, oh, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> the 40s are a weird time. Yep. Mm-hmm. He hadn't invented masturbation yet. <laughs> Yeah. So then, um, then he 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 steals a book. He steals a page from the book. He's like, I'm gonna be a goddamn wizard, and I'm gonna do my own trick. Did you hurt yourself? I picked it from the wrong end. (laughs) And he's like, I'm gonna be a wizard, just like he doesn't actually say this, but you know, you can infer. Uh, Merlin. (laughs) So this beer (laughs) is called Nitro Merlin by Firestone Walker. It says, pour hard into the glass. And you could see right away. Would you pour me? I pour me hard. <laughs> it has the nitro head. Um, there's probably a thing in that can, like a hard object. If we finish the can, there'll be a thing floating around in there. No chance of that. The finishing the can, I mean. We finish every beer, Nate. <laughs> every beer that's yummy. Uh, I think this is a brown ale. I don't know. What, what is this? Oatmeal stout or something? It's a milk stout. Milk stout. Milk stout. I definitely, it definitely tastes milky. I've had, you know, we've had a, a handful of milk ones, but this one actually does have a milky feel to it. I think that's more a, combi- a, a product of the bubbles, the nitro, than anything else. Yeah, maybe, yeah. We've talked about that before. The nitro makes the bubbles tiny. Surge pour. Mm-hmm. I want you to surge pour it. Sure. <laughs> uh, I dig it. A milk stout is not a very, very common style. It's not a thing I really have a lot of or have a strong affinity for or dislike of. It's generally just a stout with lactose in it. Pretty much. So it has a little bit more of a sweetness to it. 
Because the lactose... So the last one was like milk sugar? Well, because lactose or milk sugar cannot be digested by typical beer yeast. They're lactose intolerant. Precisely. So that, will just, that sweetness will just remain. It so gives them all horrible diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> like at the Battle of Waterpoo, where they had diarrhea. Well, dysentery was a constant problem in all wars. End my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, uh, every war before something like World War II, more soldiers died of disease than died from battle. Yeah, and a lot of it was dysentery, right? A lot they just shit it, themselves know. to death. Thank God we finally have defeated disease. We just invented And we kill more people than disease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We outpaced well, it. Well, also, our weapons got better, so that there was there's like two different intersecting lines, you know, and on the graph. Nature just got really good at diarrhea. <laughs> I like the oatmeal raisin cookie one better. Yeah, this is kind well, of... like a straight-up cookie. This yeah. is a little on the bland side, I want to say. I'm still going with the creamsicle. I like Firestone's bigger beers. They make some really, really awesome beers. We did one for Harry Potter... We've done, a, we've done a few of Firestone stuff. They have a beer. They have probably one of the best named beers I've ever heard. Velvet Merkin <laughs> is one of the best named beers ever. That's so weird. <laughs> it's awesome. You know what a Merkin is? Nope. It's a it's pay a, for your pubis. It's a pubic wig. <laughs> <laughs> so Velvet Merkin. That's like a real thing. We didn't make that up for once. <laughs> wow. As opposed to the Great Wizard Merkin. <laughs> <would guess. laughs> much, it's much longer. It's a beard. <laughs> Hangs down. I'm past. going to make these genitals disappear. <laughs> but yeah, they have a beer called Velvet Merkin. <laughs> it's so uh, smooth. <laughs> it's like moss. It tickles your nose. <laughs> they they have they have <laughs> these really good big beers. They're smaller beers that I've had. I've had this one. I've had um, they have like Luponic Distortion is a thing they do where it's like a I hop fucking thing. I saw that I saw at the store. Table. I was gonna get it, but I was like, yeah, it's a reach. What they do for that is every, I don't know if it's quarterly or three, uh, two months or four months, whatever the fuck it is, they put it out and it's a, the same kind of recipe where they just change the hops, I think, which is a cool thing. You know, we've, we've, we've had some other beers where they do that kind of thing. So if you like it, great. If you don't like it, there's a new one coming out. If you really love it, too bad it's not coming out again, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, prefer, I find that they're like their, you know, quote unquote regular beers, their da daily kind of beers are fine. Nothing terrible, but their bigger beers are usually really, really good. Mm. Like they're like, I had a fourteen and a half percent alcohol stout the other day by them, that was like remarkably good. That'll do you. I mean, it's just delicious. I mean, it is a different kind of experience too, so it's not necessarily fair to compare. So then the kids like, I'm gonna go raise a person from the dead. Yeah, let's just pick someone at random. Is it the worst person that you could possibly choose? No, well, here's, he what's, here's what's really bizarre. He, like, has the directions with him or, like, some He takes page. The, the page out of, of course, like, the Necronomicon. The book. And then goes to, he sneaks out of the house and gets to the graveyard at midnight. To meet TARDIS. <laughs> Isn't that from uh, Doctor Who? It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, like, don't know, oh, well, what name should we pick? I don't know. Let's just sit here for a minute until one comes to us. So they just sit there. Oh, wait, I've got it. And they write down, was it Selena? Selena. Selena. It was, it was Selena, you know, from uh, Dreaming of You, Jennifer Lopez. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they just write this name down and they perform the magic trick. And then like the, the crypt opens. Yeah. And then there are like two eyes they can see. So the kids, they just fucking run away. It's very spooky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The kids just run away and he goes back home and it's like, oh, okay. better not tell anyone about yeah. that. As kids do. Yeah. Oh, they're going to so pissed at me. I raised the apocalypse. 
Yep. Anyway, so they just uh, raise the dead and then leave. And they never speak again. Uh, they speak one other time. I mean, they, they don't speak. Uh, well, when, 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 when Tarpy gets, he, his arm heals and he's just. No, Lewis, out this is much later when yeah. Lewis is like all lazy and uh, like lonely. Why did I say lazy? I don't know. Because he's fat. They, yeah. He's always lazy. It implies he's lazy. When he was lonely, uh, Lewis goes to find uh, Tarby. No, just to tell him about what's happening. And Tarby goes, don't you tell anyone we were there. Oh, my God. You fatty. This is and then, and exactly then, an abusive relationship. And then Tarby <laughs> literally calls him a fatty a bunch of times, and they get in a fight. That was, in, that was all the other kids were around In front point. of the other kids, yeah. And also uh, a homeless man who has moved into the house across the street. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's well, they, they don't know. The homeless man, he's not moving he's, into he's the, the house. He's the laborer. He's the mover. Yes, they get one guy to move a house. And it's a mansion. You know, you might be an apocalypse ghost, but you're still kind of cheap. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just want one guy. It'll take, it'll take two weeks. It's the cheapest dad on Craigslist. That's <laughs> just what it was. Man without a van. <laughs> Carry each piece down the road yeah. one at a time. And they keep watching. That's weird. Back to our card game. Yeah, they're really... Yeah. None of them are very good at this. Even the lady who's good at wizarding. Not really good at this. No, not at all. So then, uh, is there another beer yet? We have two more. They're looking for the clock still. And you know what clocks have? A lot of? Gears. Yeah. Also, moving parts, which are gears. And, and numbers. And numbers. They only have 12 numbers. Well, sometimes you see those clocks without numbers. You have to be like, like a mobile. Oh, what time numbers. Is it? Yeah. It's like, I got to count the little lines. This is uh, something Jimmy brought. It's called Moving Parts from Greenpoint Brewery. Ooh, local. Very local. Well, you know, approximately. Greenpoint? Like the neighborhood of Greenpoint? I didn't know there was a yeah, brewery there. Yeah, it's Greenpoint Brewery. Yeah, they're, they're in Greenpoint. We've had a few of theirs. Shit. I was drunk. I don't remember. It says finest ingredients. Built an excuse. Greenpointbeer.com. Made in Brooklyn. We can never be wrong. It's a double dry hopped India pale ale. 7%? 7% slash volume one pint. This is, it's a double dry hopped IPA or double IPA? I forget. Double dry hopped India pale ale. Okay, yeah, because it's not a double IPA. 7% is on the upper end of a regular IPA, but it is very, very fragrant. Yeah. Very it's, piney. It smells very nice. Almost oniony. Man, yeah, I've been it. saying that on the podcast for like 67,000 episodes. And half the time you guys are like, that's not the flavor. And then we agree. No, I usually agree. Since uh, Eric at Finback, who listens to this show, thanks, Eric, Hi, Eric, said that that's a real flavor. I wasn't inventing it. I wasn't just tasting like my own burps. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start eat, lunch. <laughs> eat a raw onion every day. That's the only way. If I, if I cry, then I feel alive. He just thinks that at least this is better than a pear. Fuck pears. <laughs> Still haven't had a good pair. They were pears, I meant to bring one, damn it. Pears were promised to me. It has not yet materialized. So someone's moving in across the street, but they don't know who it is. But it's definitely someone forbid foreboding or forbidding. Both. <laughs> Some that should be forbidden. Yes. But they're just foreboding. But they don't. And they're there for boarding. Oh God. So many. No? All right. Yeah, no, I got it. But just a ghost. Or not a ghost. It was a resurrected lady. It was the lady that they brought back from the dead. Like, what? It was luck? it was the lady. Who had owned the house before Uncle Jonathan moved into it. He bought it. But it was a wizard's house. And she was a great wizard. And, and her, her husband was also an observer of the stars. He looked at the stars a lot. And they said, we're going to end the world. Why? I don't know. I'm not sure it ever really says why. It's just because they're bad. And this is a book for children. And that's good enough. They're evil and they want bad things. And what's the worst thing? Besides no cookies, ending the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you end the world, there's no cookies. It's true. You so it's two birds with one stone. <laughs> And so what is their plan? They have a special clock that will tick until everything like lines up in the world and then it ends. Well, Jonathan's worked. mansion was originally owned by Mr. 
Izzard? Izzard. Not Mr. Wizard. Eddie Izzard. And not so Eddie Izzard. He's a transvestite comedian. <laughs> An a executive very weird trans- house. transvestite comedian. Because <laughs> he wears like fancy oh, yeah, clothes. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I get it. Totally. Anyway, so uh, and he, he had died or gone away or something. And but he had done magic Whatever stuff. Whatever wizards do, he'd done, and he had put a clock in the house somewhere that when it somehow strikes midnight, the world ends. But he wasn't strong enough to wind it. But yet, it was his wife, the one that left him or died, or you're not really sure. She also she died. would have been strong enough. Turns out, who just got raised from the dead? His wife. And she's going to bust his fucking balls for eternity now for not doing that clock right, <laughs> like any good wife would. I can't believe he didn't fucking do the clock right, and Mr. Izzard. One job. <laughs> one job. And the world, dude. I fucking produced life out of my loins. She didn't. No, it's true. She was, she was barren. <laughs> That's why they decided to end the world. Maybe. I mean, it's as likely as anything else. I cooked every night. There was dinner on the table and a martini when you came home from the office. That's and you couldn't Im- wind a clock. It's not as impressive if you can do magic. It's true. But that's sort of like what was expected of a housewife in 1948. But she was a... a Apocalypse wizard. So, I mean, probably different standards. Mm. I mean, maybe. Maybe. She still couldn't get a job. Wasn't allowed. It was 1948, so, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, listen, we, your, she, your uh, riveting all, was great yeah, a she, couple years she, ago. She built tanks but during the, the men, war. Uh, but all the men are back. They need jobs. So, see you later. We need a league of she's our like, own now. She's going to, like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm destroying the world. She really loved her job at the tank factory, and now there's nothing to do. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to end this. I feel it. Yep. That makes sense. So, oh, they go on a drive. There's like a car that chases them. Yeah, a car chases them. That's, that's in it. In the and worst car chase ever. It's like, no matter how fast they go, there's still lights behind them. Yeah, that's how car chases work, dude. <laughs> yeah, but like, it never that's actually how, like, gets close. Work. Yeah, exactly. Because they're on two lane. 1948, there's no highway system yet. No. They're on two lane going dirt 35. roads. going <laughs> 35. On a, a semi paved road. Fucking chase. It's bang, probably bang. gravel, probably. You know. Why is this car still here? Because there's nowhere else to go. That's yep. it. There are no other roads, yeah. Damn it. What, what wizardry is this? At some point, uh, uh, Lewis goes to tell Uncle Jonathan, oh, by the way, I raised that person from the dead. This is all my fault. And no. Jonathan goes, I know. I figured it out. <laughs> You're fat. You're not, not a stealthy child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we heard you getting out of that. <laughs> you left Cheeto marks all over my magic book. <laughs> there was chocolate smeared all over the graveyard. <laughs> No, it's actually because I, I found your flashlight there. No, really. Okay, so then <laughs> it's the end of the book. Should we just open this beer before we... Uh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Might as well. What is this? You brought it, right? So this is called, and we've had it on the podcast before, this is called Hoptical Illusion. Was this from Annihilation also? Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. We did like a special version of it, like Wet Hoptical Illusion or something like that. Mm-hmm. This says East Coast IPA. And is that different from a New England IPA? I think so, because I feel like this has been around longer than the New England IPA thing. Uh, this is 7% alcohol. By Blue Point. I remember get, drinking this on my 21st birthday a decade ago. Blue Point is the one in Long Island? Pachog, Long Island, yeah. I think it's pronounced Pachogwe. 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 They're owned by, uh, I want to say InBev, but like one of those big companies owns them now. So they probably actually have really wide distribution. So if there's any beer we've had today they're, they're that you could probably lot, yeah. find, it's this one. I think this is strong. Isn't it like 7% or something like that? Six, six, seven. Percent? You know, I really liked this beer for years. And now that the way people are making IPAs has changed... I kind of don't dig this as much as I used to. Is it dated? I don't want to say dated. It's just like I now, if I want an IPA, like what I think of has changed. Like, I mean, we've talked about this at some point in, in ways over the time, over the past episodes. You know, there's IPAs that are super, super bitter, super hoppy, super juicy. The super bitter thing, after a while, it just kind of gets boring. This isn't that bitter. No, it's not. But it's it, also not very juicy. It's, it's not anything I would ever call an IPA, though. I'd say this is a regular IPA. 
I guess my. Uh, there's something a little different about it than a regular. It's a, it's a little more maybe like caramel kind of vibe to it yes, or something. That's mm. what I want to say. It's just that. a little bit more caramelly. So it's a little more malt it's to a, it. Yeah, little, yeah, that's probably it. Caramelish. It's more caramelitude. Uh, <laughs> than I believe, I believe you, you get that from the fruit, the caramelin. That's what that's from. No, sorry. That's right. I mean it. Oh fuck! I was thinking like it was a real thing. <laughs> like what? That can't be true. It's not. I knew that. I, I was trying to make a pun. Punny joke. Sorry. I'm going to be a dad soon. I'm working on my dad jokes. going to be great. Hey, guys. How do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of cemeteries, why didn't the skeleton go uh, trick-or-treating? I read highlights, too, Michael. <laughs> see if Nate knows. He had no body to go with. Where does the king keep his armies? It's a good one. In his sleeveys. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite. I really like to put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> So eventually, for some reason, the, they decide this is the end of times. We've got to go find the clock, and the ghost lady's coming to end the world. They do a magic spell, and then they play a magic game of poker. Yeah, they, where they, they play cards. They play cards too the much. Time. Too much. Uh, they play a magic game of poker where they are looking for the ace of spades. Hobos? No, it's not spades. It's like a special spades. one. It's like one that's not in the deck. It's like they're looking for a weird thing. It's sort of to be like a magical like. Ace of Keys or some shit. I don't know. There was a weird thing. So swords? they find the right card. That's a tarot, tarot card. Uh, yeah. uh, could be that, yeah. They, they find the right card, and then they perform the magic spell, and the, and the guy said, and the card, because it's like actually a magic person thingy, says, Coal Bin. Oh, like, right. what? We don't use coal anymore. I converted to oil. Oh, Months coal ago. Bin. There's still a coal bin downstairs. I wonder what's that is. So they all rush down to the basement. They open the coal bin, and there's actually a secret passage behind the coal bin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the secret passage, right in the middle... Jonathan, Uncle Jonathan's dead hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind that. Just step over those dead hookers, guys. It's, Ew, it's cool. It's a magic trick. <laughs> I made him disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Oh, that's where it comes from. No, it's not where it comes from. No, the um, fucking... Was but it, it's uh, a dead... He found dead in, body. In, that was in, the joke. In Harry don't pa- ruin my joke. In Harry Potter. The Avada Kedavra. It's like Abracadabra. Abracadabra yeah. yeah, but Abracadabra actually comes from like making fun of... Or Hocus Pocus comes from making fun of the church. Yeah. I think Abracadabra does too. I think it's like a Harry Potter fan theory about how... Oh, Jesus. Like the the muggles, you know, in their collective unconscious or whatever, heard people saying that. And <laughs> and over time, Jesus. it became Abracadabra. And like, let's go... Uh, and it has something to do with the with church, with, with Christianity. I want to do a Pokemon. I think they're making fun of. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is hocus pocus. People, because they didn't understand Latin in the whole church service, or a big yeah. part of it was in Latin, so people just, in order to make fun of it, were just like, oh, hocus pocus, blah, blah, blah. Well, because hawk is a Latin, like this mm. is hawk, right? So this, something, body, corpus, or something like that, they'd be like jumble it all together. Hocus pocus. That sounds Latin, because... Second and fourth declension nouns end with us in the singular nominative case. Trust me on that. I trust you. I'll have to, you. Back to this stupid book. In, in, instead of dead hookers, he finds a <laughs> clock. In, in addition to dead hookers. <laughs> he finds... <laughs> dead midget hookers. <laughs> he finds a clock. Because he had put his clock in those hookers. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to him, do you see something here, John? Uh, Lauren? Lawrence? None of the... Lewis. None of these hookers are fat. Because no one wants them. No, they're all fat. That's why nobody wants them. He wouldn't pay money for that. Oh, well, he didn't pay him. He, he killed them. <laughs> oh, right. Said Lewis. What actually happens? Name? So, and then uh, there's a clock, and they're like, oh, my God, it must be the clock. And then they turn around, and Selena, Selena, also she was dreaming of them tonight. Mrs. Izzard is literally standing right behind them. 
and says, thank God you've done my handiwork for me. I could never have found that clock on my own. It was in her house. My fucking husband no, no, was no, such an in, asshole. In, yeah, it was back in her old house. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, like, I feel like she could have found it. Maybe oh. she fucking cleaned her house like a good 1948 housewife. She'd know where shit was. <laughs> Just saying. Or clean the coal bin. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? True. It's not like she, she had a real job to go to. Not after the war. <laughs> <laughs> and she so, riveted that coal bin shut. And then there's like a magical battle sort of fight scene thing where at it's one point... the uh, South Park thing. Like, pew, 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 the uh, psychic detectives. Yes, that was really good. They're just like pointing their fingers at each other and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's no anything happening. They're just pretending. They think <laughs> they have powers that they don't possess. Uh, hey, and, you've missed so much. Yeah, clearly. Uh, <laughs> you're reading the news and nonsense that you do. Uh, and so there's this magical like fight scene. And at one point, um, I think I was definitely skimming quickly through this part because I'm like, fuck it, this book needs to be done. Uh, yeah. They, he smashes the clock and then that's it. And then it's like, oh. And then she, she disappears again. She like, Gets sucked back into the ether. To the bardo. Oh, yeah. She gets bardoed. <laughs> she bardos hard. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then they're like, oh, well, there you go. That we was, saved, we we, saved we, the world. We, we saved, yeah, we won. But you're still fat, kid. Cook, cookies, <laughs> anyone? <laughs> and pretty much that's it. Cookies that's and that's poker. Ends. Yeah. And then there's like 47 other books in the series. There, there, uh, John Belair's died like 30 years ago. And there's somebody now writing new ones in this series. Still? But he wrote multiple. He wrote like a dozen or something like that, or ten, mm-hmm. plus a bunch of other stuff. He only wrote one or two books for adults. I, I got one. I, I kind of like this book. So I got the one he wrote for adults called The Face in the Frost, but I just haven't gotten around to reading it yet. Is it always a something and a something? Not pretty much. A something with a something and a something. That's how the kid orders his sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> a sandwich is hot, another sandwich? He, he needs turducken sandwiches. <laughs> I all right so yeah, did, I've not read anything else of his. What do you guys think of this? I didn't like it. It was I mean it was a silly. I didn't really like it either. I mean it's it, a silly it's, kids it's, book. It is a it's kids book, so I did, I gave it that. Yeah, but it, I thought I mean I thought there were better kids books. It, everything was just like and they did this and they found this out because this and it was very just take my word for it. Every totally. single element was very cliche. It was very. Yeah. Um, Oh, we're going to go to the graveyard on Halloween and raise someone from the dead. Oh, yeah. That's never been done before. Yeah. I mean, I know it was a while ago, but even then it was dated. Mm-hmm. Pro- yeah, sure. But it is written for kids. Yeah. Which so was not I'll, I'll so much I'll give it the thing. benefit yeah, sure. of the doubt mm-hmm. that for it is for kids. I'm not saying, like, this is garbage. Who would read this? But it's for kids. But I've read better books for kids. You know what? If I was yeah. in fifth grade, I would definitely not think the same thing about it. Yeah. About right now, if sure. I was literally it, ten years old, okay, maybe, maybe I think it was okay. It was, it was fine. I just, eh, eh, it's the best I could do with it. There's a, another series for young adults. It's like a horror themed thing that, that came out in like the last ten, fifteen years. There's a John C. Riley movie, like the magician, the vampire's assistant. Oh yeah, that's a that's a children's book series, and I read the first one. I was like, whatever, I'll read this. Yeah. I take a dump, and it was fine, but it was very much like this. You know, it's hokey. It felt so simple. It felt so like spoon fed to me. Like there was no it was I, like something I knew like everything are, that was this happening. feels that the book to me felt like a worse version of um, something wicked this way comes, where it is a similar like time period plus hokiness. 
But that one was way better. But that was also written when that shit wasn't hokey yet. Yeah, exactly. That (laughs) That was written when that was how people actually kind of thought about things, or closer to it at least. Also, uh, uh, Something Wicked isn't actually a kid's book. It's not precisely meant to be for 10-year-olds. It's meant to be more. I think think kids don't understand it as well as adults probably would. For sure. No, but I mean like... This you could. It had that similar feel to it. It's very childish, but also like this provides nothing... For anyone beyond the age of twelve, that's true. Like, are you there, guys? Me, Margaret is for kids, but you know, as an adult, I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually a good story, and it was interesting. We and it was, yeah, but it was what not everything was. This was like spoon feeding you basic bullshit. I, I I know exactly what you're saying. Like, there is nothing. You see it when you watch like children's TV or children's movies. Yeah. There's shit that's meant for just kids, like Nick Jr. Jokes kind of for thing. the adults. And then, yeah, to like, enjoy like, as well. The Simpsons has that. Like, the Simpsons is probably the first show I could think of that really did that often, where there was stuff for kids and there was stuff for the parents in the room. Or the Simpsons was for adults. Or even some kids enjoyed it too. Yeah. Or even sometimes stuff for kids will have a more deeper meaning or subtle thing yeah. that that the kids are obviously not going to get at the time, but adults can be like, oh, oh, that's kind of interesting. This seemed like, if but it, this did not. This seemed like a picture book with more words. Yeah, well, uh, too many words. Yeah, what Nate's describing. Most of them were fat. It was <laughs> <laughs> obese. The book. <laughs> Most of what Nate's describing it is now pretty standard. You know, like you watch a Pixar movie, you watch like Toy Story three, or it's for in children out. and adults. There's something for everybody. This only had half of that. It just had the stuff for kids. I yeah. totally agree. Totally did. But I, I'm willing to give it a bit of the benefit of the doubt, I suppose, that it's from 45 years ago or whatever. No, certainly. Where there was not a separate young adult industry like there is today. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was, it was kids or adults that was yeah, in the middle. Was, but I, it, it just felt, even, even with that, it just felt kind of like everything was very, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Very, like painfully straightforward. Yeah, but if you know what, as as Nate also said, if I read this as a fifth grader, I probably would have enjoyed it. It would like, be very I, different. And in fifth grade, I would only really have read at most seven other books in my life. So you know, and I they, would they not would have, they understand would have been like all those this. things, but they wouldn't have been precisely this. So it still would have been very fresh and new. Yeah, had I read it when I was ten. So if you're a person who's listening to this and you're ten, you should read the book. Also, you should also give us five stars. But don't drink. Ask your parents to log into their iTunes account. Parents don't know how to do that. The kids, they're the ones that know that's how to true do too. it. That's true, too. Don't drink along at home unless it's, you know, orange juice or whatever kids drink now. A creamsicle. Have a creamsicle and a cookie, like this fat child in this book. <laughs> I, I kind of I thought it was fun. You know, I, 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 just, I went in accepting it, expecting it to be an old, corny thing. And it was, totally. But maybe I just expected that, so I wasn't let down. I expected that, too. I wasn't let down. I was just like... All right. Yeah, I would never go say, hey, this is a great book. I wouldn't say it was bad. I just I didn't, I didn't really care about it. Right. It's sort of like a relic or artifact kind of thing. Like, hey, you yeah. want to know like what young adult books were like in the 70s? This is something to check out. Now, I, why? I could see it being, I'm sure the movie is not 100% like this. I'm sure they've updated it a lot. And I could see it being a cool premise. Everything in it just felt like he came up with like one rough draft idea and said, that's good enough. Definitely. It wasn't, wasn't really refined in any measurable way. I don't really know why they just decided to make a movie out of this now. Maybe there was a you Who know, knows? legal copyright issue issue thing, yeah. <clears throat> or, you know. I mean, they just ran out of other old books to use. They said, oh, this one's up next. We've got like a fucking list somewhere. <laughs> or they were I like, oh, that. Jack Black, he's going to be in that stupid Goosebumps movie. What else could we do? That, that movie was actually not thing. that bad. Okay, well, that exists. It, so. the Goose, he plays R.L. Stein. Who wrote all the books? I know for who R. L. Stein well, is. No, I'm saying he plays in the movie. He's written all these books for a reason, like in real life. Oh, Jesus! And Christ. also, R. L. Stein has a cameo as another teacher in the school named Mr. Black. So they 
say in the hallway, hey, Mr. Stein, hey, Mr. Black, but it's the other one. That's it's pretty like, funny. That's clever. That fucking R.L. Stein guy sold like 200 million books, so... He's a genius. He's a genius. And they're all the same fucking book. And, you know, he milked it. Milk, when you're in fifth grade, you don't notice stuff like that. Maybe next year for Halloween, next October, we'll do all Goosebumps. We could do we could do all of them for a year. We wouldn't even get through all of them if we did one week. There's he, like 70-something like, of them? Yeah, there's a lot. Plus, then you get into Fear Street. Oh, oh man, Fear that. Street's different, man. Fear Street's a little thing. more. That's like for like sixth graders. Heavy-duty <laughs> <laughs> shit. Look out. Dark. Look out. So, uh, are you going to read the rest of the books in the series? I think I probably won't. 100% no. Yeah, I have no interest in it. It was a perfectly reasonable two or three hours. One and a half dumps, yeah. You should see a doctor. <laughs> I don't want to leave any man behind, so i got to stay there till the job is done. <laughs> Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on the Twitter at drunkeyesbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkeyesbookclub. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.